Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're so glad you joined us here for the conversation. Our study of the Gospel of Mark is focusing on the busy, productive, and life-changing work of Jesus in action. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Welcome back, friends. Appreciate you joining us today for yet another episode of Everyday Truth. The postcards are rolling in. I love this one from my good friend Herb Jones uh, down in Pensacola, Florida. There it is. Pensacola Beach, Emerald Coast, Florida. I've known the Joneses for many, many years. I was just kind of a bratty teenager back at Emmanuel Baptist in Newington, Connecticut years ago and went to school with uh, the Joneses' children uh, back in the day, and it means the world to me that you all would listen to the podcast and send me this beautiful postcard that reminds me also of my oldest son and his wife and our three grandchildren who live in Pensacola. So I'll treasure that postcard. Thanks for sending it. Hey, we're in uh, Mark chapter four, and we just began talking about the parable of the sower and how important this parable is because it's the first parable that Jesus is giving. It's an extended parable And it's the parable that unlocks the key to understanding all parables. And that's an important statement. And we're going to find where Jesus says that in this very passage. So Mark chapter 4 and verse number, uh, well, look at verse number 4 just to get us up to speed. The Bible says, It came to pass as he sowed, uh, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. So we understand the illustration that seed that doesn't have any place to go, any place to grow, any root system that it can develop, it's going to be just stolen away by the birds of the air. So I think everybody can understand academically that illustration, even if you're not a farmer. Now, look at verse number five. And some, so some of the seed, some fell on stony ground where it had not much earth. So we go really from no earth, no no good uh, uh, irrigated earth uh, that where the seed can you know the hard ground. It's really no, no no place to grow to some some earth, some place to grow. It's the Bible calls stony ground. Now you and I might not understand stony ground as maybe as as well as they would. If you ever go to Israel, I'm telling you. There are stones everywhere. The, the ground is, is full of stones. I mean, if you, especially in Galilee. I mean, it's just littered with stones in order to have earth that is going to bring forth a good crop. Uh, there much work needs to be done to remove stones and to irrigate uh, that field and prepare that soil for the crop to be grown. So when the when the seed falls on stony ground, then there's not a whole lot of earth there to deal with because stones are taking that precious space. Look at verse number uh, five again. So th- some fell on stony ground where it had not much earth and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. So, yeah, it looked ostensibly like, wow, this seed is doing really well because the seed comes up quickly. It's growing quickly. Wow, we're seeing quick results. This must be great. 
But really, it wasn't. Why? Because although it went up this way quickly, it really had no place to go down. Uh, the, the, the stones had taken the place where the root system could really develop and where that crop could be strengthened. And because there's no really opposition of soil to go upward, uh, the seed seems to grow quickly, seems to uh, blossom quickly, but it quickly then dies. And so, yes, there might be the appearance of quick growth and therefore health, but honestly, it's not good, it's bad. Now, what does this all mean? We'll talk about that later, but do you understand the illustration of wayside, hard ground, no root, stony ground, little bit of earth, uh, not much root system, quickly springing up, but quickly dying. Look at verse number six. When the sun was up, this is the description of how it dies. When the sun was up, it was scorched because it had no root. It withered away. There was no way from the bottom, from the unseen world, from the soil to provide the nutrients and the, and the hydration that that plant needed to withstand the hot rays of the sun. So the, the opposition of the sun, uh, the heat, uh, destroyed that plant. Why? There was no root system and no place to draw from underneath. I think we all understand the illustration. Now we'll talk about what that means in a moment. Right now we're just talking about, here's the parable. Can you understand it in its cultural context? Wayside, stony ground. Now, if you would, look at verse number seven, where the Bible says, and some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. So the third ground that Jesus talks about is thorny ground, a ground that already has a bush or already has some growth. Something already is sucking up the nutrients of that soil. Something already is occupying that soil from the standpoint of a root system. So if you try to plant a seed where something is already growing, now that seed is in competition. If you try to plant a seed where uh, there's already a root system, then there's only a limited place where that root can go or a limited amount of water that that root can tap or a limited number of uh, amount of nutrients that that can feed that seed. Why? Because there's competition of these thorns that aren't bringing forth anything of value. Uh, the thorns aren't providing anything uh, by way of help to the sower. They're just in competition with the seed that's been sown. So, so far, we've talked about three different kinds of soil. We've talked about the, the wayside soil. We've talked about the, the stony ground or soil. And then we've talked about the, uh, the thorny soil. Now, now look, look at real quickly the, the fourth kind, verse number eight. And other, so other seed, Jesus says, and other fell on good ground. Well, we know what the good ground is not, okay? But what is the good ground? So other fell on good ground and did yield forth and did yield fruit that sprung up and increased and brought forth some 30, some 60, and some in 100. Now, again, we don't live in Bible days and many of us do not live in an agricultural society, although some of you do and some of you like gardening and, and more power to you. I like 
what you produce in your garden, put it that way. But the point here is that good ground is none of the first three. So good ground is not hard ground. Good ground is not stony ground. Good ground is not thorny ground. Good ground is ground that has been cultivated. Ground that is free and ready to receive the seed that has been sown. So in all four instances, whether it be wayside or stony or thorny or good, in all four instances, the seed remains the same. The sower remains the same. We say that in the story, those elements are static. They do not change, the sower and the seed. No, what's dynamic about the story of the the sower, what's dynamic is the soil. And therein lies the teaching. Remember, we use the word doctrine. Therein lies the teaching that Jesus wants us to understand, that it is the soil that makes all the difference. Now, I know that many of you understand this story, you understand this parable, and and you know where I'm going. But can we all agree right now that what Jesus is driving at in this parable is that the soil and the way that the seed is received makes all the difference. Remember, Jesus is teaching great multitudes. I mean, people have flocked to hear him. And the reason they flock to hear him is because he's done miracles. And the Bible says they've come from Idumea, they've come from uh, beyond Jordan, they've come from Tyre and Sidon, they've come from through all, all Galilee. I mean, there are thousands of people that are coming and bustling into the ministry of Jesus. And so far that Jesus has to kind of get out on a boat so they can hear him, so they can see him. But what is Jesus doing? He's teaching in such a way that it's going to sift the hearers. The ones that really want to understand, that are there for the right reason, uh, they're going to understand. But the ones that are there just superficially, the ones that are there not really to hear the message, they're just there to get something, they are going to be exposed and ultimately won't understand even this first and most important parable. So we're going to stop there right now. We're going to come back to this uh, next episode, and we're going to delve into the explanation. So Jesus gives the story, but praise the Lord, he gives the explanation as well. We're going to find out exactly what this parable means. But that's all the time we have for today. So I hope you have a great rest of your day. Look forward to jumping right back in here tomorrow. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.